You're listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Sherry Kropp. And I'm Gavak Roberts, and thank you for joining us for this Fable 411. Our guest today is Chief Gina Hawkins with the Fable Police Department. Welcome to the Fable 411. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, we, we asked you to come on because you're getting ready to retire, and you've been here uh, a good number of years. I remember when you came on board, uh-huh. and you know I was talking to Doug Hewitt the other day, the city manager, and he was telling me, you're actually the longest-serving chief we've had since, I think, Chief Hanson back in the 90s. Okay. So um, now you joined in 2017. Um, does it seem like it's been five years? It actually does not. But as I was going through it, it probably did. So I looked, I was thinking about this the other day and reflecting on like five-year time periods and saying, you know, when you go through it, it seems very, very quick, you know, because it does seem like it's actually five and a half years, five and a half years. That half makes a difference. Um, <laughs> it, it flows really fast sometimes. And it's sometimes it's like, when is this going to be over? You know, so, but, but it's gone by pretty quick. It has. It, it does not seem like it's been yeah. five years. But um, during your time here uh, with the Fayetteville Police Department, what do you feel has been the department's greatest accomplishment? <clears throat> so I always think the biggest asset, I know the biggest asset that we have is our people, right? And I think the biggest asset that's occurred is the the connection and increased community engagement and involvement that we have had as a department as a whole, not just the officers, but every member of the department, um, doing things like Citizens Police Academy, the Faith Forum, being invited whenever and attending whenever the public asks us to come, we show up all of our community watch meetings, we are um, always operating on all cylinders when it's time to get engaged with the community. And I think we have, since I've been here, we have like increased that tenfold. What are some of the programs um, that you've created since you've been in here? So, um, well, I did start the um, Citizens Police Academy and um, then the chaplaincy program. Um, We uh, started the gang unit. Um, we did a lot of a reorganization, but I think we this the expansion of um, different units and different departments really evaluating the oh the community affairs unit mm-hmm. that didn't exist. So just making it more organized so that when we were providing services or may had requests that we stay consistent and we can accommodate plug and play if someone was not around. So uh, creating the community affairs unit was another, um, something initiated. Um, so that was some right off the top of the head, things I can think of. And I know you guys have a lot of innovative programs too. Uh, like what comes to mind is micro grants, the micro grant program. Yeah. I know that's something that ECD uh, helps distribute up funds, but that's kind of a, 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 a Genesis was with the Fayetteville Police Department. Yeah, so, and, and it literally started probably two years ago when we started seeing the increase in violence, crime happening throughout the city. And and we were trying to think of what everything and anything that we can um, engage the community, address crime, and see how many people can get involved. And that was one thing. Uh, we have the uh, Community uh, Public Safety Initiative program that goes on to prove that's a that's a good initiative that really is educating the public as far as intervention and prevention 
Um, so yeah, that's that's another thing. When we start focusing on the main issues in the last two years of uh, violent crime, that's how we were able to incorporate the micro grants. Now I know you uh, you've been with Fay PD for five and a half years. Yeah. Um, but you've been in law enforcement for quite some time. Yes, I, I am. I don't know if you want me to say how long, I'm, but. I'm, 34 uh, years. It's a long time. A long time. And um, a lot of things have changed mm-hmm. since the 80s. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Um, what do you think have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen in law enforcement? So I, I really believe uh, the evolution of expectation from law enforcement um, has changed drastically, meaning Besides technology, technology, of course, advanced a lot of different mm-hmm. things from body-worn cameras to computers in the car to even our radio systems, um, all that. But really, the expectation of when officers show up, how people should be treated is a standard where when I came on, you know, we I was trained on uh, you do it because I told you to do it. So in my mind, I knew that that's not really right. But so we had to evolve and say, you know, that's not how we communicate. How would you want to be treated? So that evolution has changed. And now that's the that is the basic expectation. And now reform is occurring to say, hey, when we see things, how can we address policy to make sure we're operating in best practices? So a lot of things have definitely changed in law enforcement. And I think it's, it's changing faster than the 34 years. It's changing like almost every five years or even sometimes last two or three years. A lot of things have changed. And, and during that time, what do you think is some of the biggest challenge um, been for you to manage a department of 430 sworn officers and another 170 civilians, non-sworn? So I think the most recent years, I'm going to say last three years, uh, the, the biggest challenge I think is the um, law officers leaving the profession. You know, no longer are we in a, in a time period where we're 30 years or even 20 years. People, you know, might just give us five to 10 years. And for me, if you give me good five to 10 years and you're dedicated and you're ethical and you're, then I say it's fair. And because it takes a lot to be in this profession and it takes a lot to stand um, and serve doing this job for over 20 years. So I don't, I don't know if this profession is going to really see 30 year career uh, individuals in the future, they might just, you know, change the whole serve and then change and do something else. So I think that's the biggest change. The change in uh, the, the biggest challenge was have a lot of people leave, having to hire new people. But it's also encouraging because people still want to do this profession. People still want to serve. So all the individuals, as diverse as they've been, coming on having them trained, having new young officers still eager and excited, that's that's inspiring. Now, do you have any advice or any parting words for officers, non-sworn, and the community uh, uh, as you leave? So I, I'm going to say the advice to the employees because, you know, we have over 160 non-sworn and, and the sworn. I think my advice, I was thinking about this. When I, when I came in, I had mentors come and attend my swearing in. And I, and I gave my my uh, my speech about love because love is truly what's going to change society, you know. And love is not a love is not like an a more love. It's like an action. It is a verb. So I remember I said that and I shared that it's going to take love to get out darkness. 
And one of my mentors had wrote me a card, and I went home that day and read the card. So this is the advice that the card said. It said, Gina, if you love your department and you love the community, you will be fine. That is my advice to the employees of the police department. If you love the department and you love your community, you will be fine. So... And that is some great advice uh, for the employees, but I know you've built a lot of relationships in the community as well since you've been here. So um, what would be your parting words to them? So you are correct. You know, this community became my family, Um, my new family, my new friends. I'm going to keep them. (laughs) No matter where I go, I'm going to keep those relationships. But I, I, I really want the community to understand, to truly understand they play a role in public safety. They play a role in every aspect. And um, even from education to healthcare, everyone in whatever job they have plays a role in their community safety. And the more that they, they get educated on what role that they play and how can it impact, the stronger the community is, truly the stronger the community is. So if we don't think education plays a role, if we don't think healthcare plays a role in public safety, we need to be aware that it does. It's, it's a big circle because you can't just have the police show up and say, uh, address this crime and lock someone up. No. How can we prevent it? How can we long-term prevent it with some planning and some programs and getting people engaged? You know, I was a kid who was a latchkey kid but luckily had a coach pick me and my sisters and brothers up because my parents worked. And had I not had that opportunity to get exposed to something else, we all went to school on track scholarships. So it was almost like a village taking care of the community. So I think the community just needs to get engaged and be aware. Also, be aware of what's happening within the city. Mm-hmm. Attend city council meetings. Listen or listen to the recordings. Uh, l- watch the blog. Watch the blogs and um, and uh, watch the videos that you guys put out. It's a lot of good information that the city is taking care of and the city is doing. So I think the the community just needs to get engaged. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Um, as a police department, you all do depend a lot on the community because you can't yeah. be everywhere all the time and, and do everything. So you are correct. It takes a village. It does. It, a village, it does. Yeah. Um, so I know that you'll be heading out, I think, at the end of January. Is that right? Yes. My official last day is January 31st. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I'm going. I honestly do not. I am waiting. You know, my faith is very strong. So I have a couple of irons in the fire, but I have to wait to see what my next chapter is going to be. And it is going to be a next chapter. I am going to stay in the profession of public safety. I don't know what that might look like, mm-hmm. but um, I think all the work that I've been um, an advocate for, I'm an extreme advocate for accountability, for police reform, to make sure um, everyone's being treated equally and fairly. But I'm also a huge advocate for public safety officers and employees and knowing um, officer wellness and employee wellness is crucial. You know, what we experience and what we see every day is not normal and making sure that we have longevity is important. So I'm a huge advocate for that. I'm a huge advocate for more women getting into law enforcement Mm -hmm. and moving up the ranks uh, with the 30 by 30 initiatives that the police department have trying to have at least 30% of the organization um, represented by 30% of women. We were we're at like twenty two percent, so we're on our track on track to do that. Um, so I'm going to stay in this profession. I just don't know what it is yet. 
So I hope you're going to take a little bit of time for yourself before you jump into something else. Do you, do you have like any hobbies or anything that you're going to kind of pick back up? <laughs> I need Don't to exercise more regularly. Don't yeah. we all? I might be doing two a days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you stay busy. You like to do the walks in the morning with the. I walk in the morning with ladies. Yes, we walked this morning. We did four miles, so mm. that was good. And so I'm gonna start getting back into taking care of my health. That's always important. You always got to look after yourself. Yeah, and I took a vacation, so that was odd. <laughs> and um, so so now I'm gonna start focusing on um, taking care of me and seeing what the next step is. So that because I I imagine and I know me, whatever the next chapter, I'm gonna be just all in. Because I, I, I imagine once you retire, you, I think you kind of hit something there. Like it, it, you've been last, you know, five years been running nonstop. Mm-hmm. So many late nights, meetings, call outs, all that. What's it going to be like that first two hours where you have no calls coming in and you don't have to worry about being tethered to that phone or, or get know. a text? I don't know. I shared. I've never not worked as a kid. So, since being a, an adult, I've never not had a job. So this might be a little odd. But we'll see. We'll be fine. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you being on the Fayetteville 411 and especially appreciate everything that you've done for the city of Fayetteville and the Fayetteville Police Department and all of the accomplishments that you helped them achieve during Thank your you, time Sherry. here. Thank you, Gavin. I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate the, the city department heads, um, the city departments, um, the citizens of Fayetteville. Um, I've it's been an honor to be a part of the city. It has truly been an honor to watch what you guys do and what other department has do and then watch the miracle of the city working together for the community. It's been pretty it's been pretty awesome just to watch and, and learn from so many different people. So it's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. So thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Fayetteville 411. The Fayetteville 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville, now available on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And you can listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. And you can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our website at FableNC.gov. Thank you for joining us.